You're listening to an irreverent podcast. Visit Irreverent FM for more content from our friends. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, everybody, and welcome. My name is Janice Legata, and this is God Has Not Given, an evangelical podcast featuring me and my failing faith and conversations with my friends and family. And this week is part two of my conversation with my friend Josh. For more context, please read the entire Bible and or just listen to Frank Peretti, the episode before this, not the actual Frank Peretti. Or, you know, just dive in. However you get into it, it's a good time, and it starts now. Times. But that's why I'm convinced. Like, if if demons are real, yeah, they are running churches. Oh, and they are also running our politics too. I wrote a whole song about that at the middle of the night. Just yeah, it's uh, yeah. I just call demons. <laughs> I just call demons politicians now. It's the same thing. Yeah, you know, in in Christianity, it seeds seeds so much power to spiritual stuff and all of it to creative things. Like, it's so fearful of creativity in the hands of the devil. Yeah. You know, devil. That's the devil's music. That's the devil's TV. That's the devil's all the creative things. There's no devil's accounting. <laughs> that's great. There's no devil's um, lawyers. Like yeah. But oh, music. That's that's dangerous. And the what's, devil. Can what's use funny? That. Yeah, is that I grew up in the church, and the church I grew up in, guitars and drums were were demonic. And the church we ended up going to, well, I mean, we'll have guitars and drums, but I mean. Like music has to fit in this this rhythm, this time signature, and we're not gonna go past that. And then we start introducing keyboards and pads. Like, well, we can do that too. And okay, that sounds okay. Like the church continues to move their definition of demonic because the culture that they're trying to emulate is constantly moving. Because uh, I do think there are some really good Christian or artists who were Christian. Dave Bazan and Pedro the Lion was very, very good. Um, I think prop hip hop is there. Propaganda, he's on that. But he's still more Christian leaning. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some artists who are really doing good work. But the majority of them, the church world and CCM is just emulating the world. And the world is now doing auto-tune. There's a lot of like SoundCloud okay. rappers and mumble rapping. And then like all this integration of like spoken word into stuff. The church is like, okay, so that's cool now. We can do that too. I'm like, God. It's just let creatives be creative. And if the art is honest, that's all it needs to be. Right. Um, but they're afraid. I, I think a lot of the pastors and people in power aren't creative. And so they don't know what that looks like. And so when you're trying to create, it's for me, it's like the most vulnerable. I, I, I guess you'd agree, but like it's the most vulnerable I am when I'm creating something, whether it's like editing a podcast together or like writing a song or piecing something together. It's like I put myself into this. Right. And for someone to go, no, that's outside of the context of what we need it. Like, it's not demonic. Like, I'm just talking about like what I'm going through or this whole, like, yeah, th- th- it, it's a lot, but it's so funny. Like their first turn, it, it's demonic. Like how, <laughs> how play it backwards. Not like a, a fucking Led Zeppelin record from the seventies. You play me backwards and I say murder your children or something. Um, 
Like, right. and, and then I have to do it. Oh, they said it backwards. How how did you end up playing that backwards in the first place, you weirdo? The first person like wanted to find something. But yeah, it, it's what I find popping up a lot with like a, a fear of creativeness and fear of this this inclusive culture we're moving to, society we're moving to, is um, a lot of people just bringing back, oh, uh, communism, socialism, this is all you want. You, you want to bring these demonic powers through your arts. Like, no, that was your thing in the 60s and 70s. Right now, our thing is income inequality, is, is housing for all. Like, that's our thing. And yeah. we're, we're happen to be writing music or doing a podcast, whatever, but it's... It's not demonic. <laughs> if, if socialism will give everyone a house at a fair price, then call me a socialist. I, I don't care. If, if communism means everyone can go to the hospital when something breaks <laughs> for free, that's fine. I, 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 it's, it's all this, um, and I'm sure when I get old enough for people to call millennials, oh, millennials like everyone calls boomers, oh, boomers. I'm sure I'll have some of that propensity, but I hope that when I'm old enough and I have grandkids, I'm like, I listen. That's one thing I think the church taught people not to do is, is to hear and not listen. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there's so much good to be done if everyone were just to be amicable and everyone doesn't even have to agree. I don't have to like your art. You don't have to like my art, but like we should be in a safe space to create it together. Right. And uh, what's been really cool following your stuff, your Instagram is fucking great. <laughs> what you post and what you and uh and Joe Lumen did that little collab, like your stuff is so good. I'm like I'm so envious of like the way you're able to think through this stuff and put it out together. And that one you you did where you pitch shifted your voice and like wrote fake tattoos on you. I'm like god damn it, Janice is killing it. This is so good. And like you're just doing it cuz you want to. Um yeah. because it cuz the art that you're that you're making of that Instagram post is speaking to some experience that you very clearly understand and hopefully you can reach someone who's still in it. And I think that's what the deconstruction or the post-church or like post-spiritual space has done is let people be safe or feel safe at least yeah. to choose who they want to bring into their life. And then if you're creative, like Adrian said it really well, we did an episode sort of on this stuff. Like you don't have to create art to be creative. Everyone's creative. Yeah. Everyone's doing things. Everyone's making something. Um, whether that be like we keep harping on like demonic lawyers but like <laughs> but like if you're a lawyer you are creating a service for someone like that that's vital you are creative yeah because i can't creative. do it uh, do not hire us as lawyers. <laughs> sure, do. If you're guilty, hire us as lawyers. We're sending your ass to jail. Um, I'll make sure I do a horrible job and you get sent to jail. But uh, yeah, it's just like this safe space to finally, okay, I can take time to figure out who I am. And in this process, I can try to create some stuff. Um, and it's honest and earnest. And it's not for everyone. But for the people who find it, it's like, oh, it's a breath of fresh air. That Janice is, is commentating on this Hillsong bullshit that I don't feel alone now. Um, okay. I cannot tell you how many DMs we've gotten about your stuff from our friends in South Africa who are going through like the Hillsong South Africa stuff who are out of that. Yeah. Uh, when we had you on the podcast, they're like, oh my God, it's happening there too. If anyone's listening to this and it don't know if they should post something on social media or don't know they should take time out of their day to create something or to do something that makes you feel creative, do it. Yeah. Uh, we can talk to literally anyone around the world now and someone will connect with it. And I think that, at least for me, is the reason I create. It's just to connect with people. Because my shit isn't that good. But if it connects with one person and lets that person know they're not alone, then I think that's that's all that matters. That's all that's all that I care about. You're doing that that classic creative self-deprecating thing. But I have to. I have to. Because I, I know too many people who are so good. <laughs> like, I'm okay. But I, I can't hold a candle to a bunch of my friends in Nashville who are producing those just mind-blowing music. Like, God if I had half the knowledge of Ableton that you do, I could be really good at shit. But 
I just I turn on Ableton and I bit crush everything so it sounds like an old 8-bit Nintendo game and I'm happy that's all I want to do <laughs> but it is like it's and it is like a privilege to to be this kind of creative mm. like to be able to to do this and yeah. I think Christians are afraid of yes. art and creativity yes. because it is powerful you can send messages and you can I mean you're basically just like crushing just compacting all these messages into these these shots that you know yeah. just hit people yeah so it is a gift yeah i do feel lucky to be able to to do what i do because i can take take these huge things and these big messages and all these things that have happened to me put it in something yeah and just hopefully it's fun and it's funny like it's pleasant like that's why people like art it's like oh yeah. this is this is medicine but it it tastes good i like it it's can, enjoyable. Right. I can I can consume this. You know, going I can I can tolerate the Bible now. If I take it for what it was and what it should have been, well, like, oh, this is just art. This is just people translating their experiences, their thoughts at the moment, their feelings about God and nature and whatever. Mm-hmm. And just putting it here. Like, oh that's that's what that is. Yeah. When I don't make it into what my life is supposed to be or supposed to look like, but like, oh I can take it or leave it. And that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, this whole religion is based on an art book, ultimately. Yeah. And we've just taken it way extreme to where it, it should not be. Um, it, you know, it is Frank Peretti yelling at yoga. Like, yeah, yes. Like it's There was a song that went like this. Basic instructions before leaving Earth. Basic instructions before leaving Earth. That spells out Bible. Yeah. Okay? Someone thought... That was a good song to write. And like, that was on WMCU, uh, 89.7 down here, I think, all the time until WMCU got bought out by another radio station because they were awful. But like, that was a piece of art that someone put out on Christian radio across the United States. It's like, this book is the prescription for your entire life. And when I started looking into like other cultures and um, uh, like there were the uh, desert mothers and fathers in North Africa who were just nomads wandering around, also pondering all these weird spiritual things that were slightly Christian, or how the Eastern Orthodox Church treats Easter versus mm-hmm. how the Western Church does, and started seeing all these nuances and stuff, and then realizing that the the Book of Revelation specifically is in a genre called apocryphal, genre, like uh, that's the genre of book or style of writing it was. Right. And it was it was speaking to Rome and how Rome was like oppressing the Christians at the time. Like, wait, all these books are different genres of writing? Yep. That's, that to me feels like I just opened the Bible and the entire rainbow shot out instead of like just black and white letters. Like it allows for so much more depth and beauty. I think it was Rob Bell. Yeah, it was Rob Bell in uh, What is the Bible? When the Bible, but first of all, the Bible doesn't ask itself to be taken as true. It doesn't ask you to right. to say it's true. And second of all, when it's not true, like it can have more impact. Yeah. When 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 it's not uh, prescriptive for your life and, and it's an allegory for things, you could you can continue to go to it and mine really good things out of it. If you want to get into the Bible, you don't even have to. Still, like seeing a Bible in my house is is, is still very <laughs> triggering. Uh, but there. When I started to realize it's all different, you're right. It's a book of art that, once again, white men have colonized to become their tool to do a lot of horrible shit with. Back in the day, to justify slavery. Back in in the day, to uh, speak against a gluttony and divorce, which the church isn't doing anymore. Do you know why? (laughs) Too many gluttons and too many divorcees. Yeah, so the church is always changing its message. But yeah, it's just... 
it's so much more beautiful. And that's so hard to communicate to my family. They're like, you don't believe in the Bible? I'm like, I believe in the fact that it's a book in front of me. It's there. But I don't believe, like, does the story of David and Bathsheba have to be true for me to exist? No. Like, Jonah and the whale? Like, I learned yesterday, fun fact, that a blue whale has the largest butthole out of all mammals. It can be, it can open up to three feet wide. So for all I know, Jonah crawled in through the butt and that's where he stayed, dude. That's a much more fun story. Uh, my wife came in from work. She's like, Josh, I learned this today. I'm like, hi. But now I'm trying to figure out like what I need to do to fit into a whale's butthole. Like this is not the conversation I need to be having in my head. But there's so much more, like there's a story in the Bible where Jesus cursed a fig tree. Does that have to be true? Like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, so you're right. It's an art book that, uh, that the church and, and you and I, at a certain point in our life, took as gospel mm-hmm. and then had to like filter everything, our creativeness, our relationships, everything through. Everything. And uh, there is some righteous anger to be had by the amount of time we dedicated to that. Like the artistic energy that you and I and Adrian and so many of our, our friends put into this church, which was never correctly accepted or thanked right. or uh, given credit for. And so I think there's a time for you to be angry or time for us to grieve over that time, but also like staying in that mindset is just not healthy. But yeah, that, that, that's something that I also struggle with. Like, damn, I gave so much of my time and a very expensive keyboard that I purchased <laughs> to, uh, to touring with a band that felt like we had to preach the gospel every night on stage. Ooh. Yeah, that's no fun. But yeah, I mean, it, it landed us where we are now. So it, it wasn't all uh, rainbows and butterflies, but it got us to where we are. And where I am right now, sitting in my not office in my bedroom, talking with you, I, I'm not going to shake a stick at it. Uh, it's it's a very wonderful place to be. I'm not mad at it. I mean, I am, but not not this moment. Yeah. Um, and we, I we think can, we can get mad when we want to, but not right now. Yeah. I mean, I'm mad most of the time, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, fine. You know, yeah. Bible. It, it is a book of art. Mm-hmm. I think it never never should have ended. Like it's crazy that we kind of put a cap on it. We're like this. This is the voice of God. This is what God had to say, and then He's not yeah. speaking anymore. Like this is it. So it should have carried carried on mm. if it's people divinely hearing from god we still do yeah we're still creating art we're still we're still writing the bible i think we mm. should be so that's cool if you were adding chapters to the bible yeah what is some of the art mm. that would be in your bible i'm gonna say superficial stuff and then i'm gonna realize later when i'm thinking through this again like damn i should have said something more deep uh so i'd, I'd say like like explicit art that's really influenced me um, would have to be Steve Ray Vaughn's entire catalog of music and his life should be in there. That man went through a lot of addiction problems and people not believing in his art and showing up to the Toronto Jazz Festival with no one liking him his first turnaround. And when he came back, everyone was like all over him. An amazing guitarist, just him and two buddies, on one guy on bass and one guy on guitar. And that dude shredded made me fall in love with Fender Telecasters. Amazing musician, very eccentric dude. Unfortunately, passed away early. 
I guess on that same that same thing, BB King and Jimmy Jimi Hendrix, just two different people. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you can be a good musician, but if you're also eccentric, like a Thelonious Monk, the dude would just didn't believe in using a sustain pedal and a piano, and then wanted to emulate how guitars would bend from one note to the next. So if you wanted to bend from a C to a D, he'd play C, C sharp, and D at the same time on the piano, hit it, and then hold it while he just played his other hand around it because didn't want to use this a sustain pedal, and then would take a break by just walking around the piano. The dude was nuts. <laughs> Uh, so all those guys would have to be in there. I would say my grandma would have to be in there. She's just a really cool person, a really inspired soul for the time I did have with her. Um, her stories of leaving Cuba and all the things they had to go through are, were, are still super inspiring. Mm-hmm. What else? Just art that's really touched me. I would say, uh, I would say Sierra Lois. She was my seventh grade history teacher really opened my mind at a very private christian school uh really opened my mind up to greek and norse mythology which i fell in love with which had me go down a whole different realm of books and way of looking at the world and started to realize there's more than like american history and she was also very very pretty which i think helped uh she was super sweet um and then like art like movies and stuff like oh my god anything from the 80s diy movies like sam raimi made evil dead with zero budget he went on to make the spider-man movies which is nuts but he started in an actual cabin in the woods with his friends and the story of how they made that movie and the awful work they had to go through to make it like it was no one liked it none of the actors were unionized like it was just a shit show and is now considered to be like one of the tentpole horror movies um super super good DC Talks entire this is a the, the Bible is getting very long. DC Talks entire. <laughs> Have you seen the original Bible? Yeah, we're we're, we're just gonna get rid of that one. We're starting a new one. <laughs> uh, no, DC Talk. Uh, they they were super influential. Now not so much as people. Uh, save uh, not who, who was it? Who's the uh, Kevin Max? He, Kevin he's, Max. He's cool. Yeah. Uh, but everyone else has kind of gone cuckoo. But DC Talk was huge because it was like the only thing I was allowed to listen to until I got into like my friend's CD cases, and then it took off. Um. But yeah, I think right now, like today, like like what I was listening to today or, or last week, I've really gotten into Juice World. He was a super young kid, passed away. And I always kind of knew like the SoundCloud music was leaning towards like an emo feel, which was like all the early 2000s for me. Um, and never really kind of gave it play. And then I heard uh, Wishing Well. And that song is so damn catchy and they're like well i should i should kind of go through his discography and i just didn't stop for a week that's all i listened to i just kept going on spotify and just repeat again um the way such a young guy was able to communicate his feelings would make it catchy and be super vulnerable about his his like pill dependency mm-hmm. and like he was afraid that if he didn't take the drugs he wouldn't be where he's at but if he keeps taking them he's not going to be here any longer and and ironically that's why he passed and that's really opened my like my uh, listening experience to a ton of other artists in that same kind of lane. Denzel Curry is not really uh, in that same SoundCloud rap. He's much more aggressive, but he's also from Carroll City in Miami. His stuff is so damn good. I feel like if I, him and I met, we'd be good friends. I don't know how I'd ever end up in his presence in the first place. I could keep talking about this forever, but I would I'll, I'll cap it off with David Cho has a show called The Cho Show on FX. 
he was uh, at one point like one of the most famous artists in the world, fam- like featured on a bunch of magazines. And uh, the show uh, is him purchasing his old house from his parents, the house he grew up in. His parents were very fundamentalist Christians. And he bought the house for to make his art studio. He didn't change the house. He just started putting his art literally everywhere. So the house is unusable as a, as a functional house because it's just filled with art and paintings and paint and sculptures. And so the show is, it's a, I, I feel like it's the first show that sees me because the editing is so frenetic. Um, he has, he has Denzel Curry on, he has Steve-O, he has uh, Rain Wilson. It's a bunch of random people in his life that have really impacted him. And they, it's not a fun show. He digs into like deep traumatic stuff that he went through and like ask the person who comes on to share as much as they're comfortable with the the man it, that show is, is beautiful 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 and i think that art just shows the pain that comes with being vulnerable but also like the the the, uh, the the word that keeps coming to me is worthiness like why you should do that at certain times like not with everyone not everyone should have a show on fx kind of airing their dirty laundry it's not healthy and he talks about how he's gone through a, a lot of therapy to get to this place. But that show just really showed me how these people I look up to have their own shit they go through and how David Cho has chosen to process it is super, super interesting. Yeah, I would try to fill the new Bible with as, with as many unwhite cishet men because there's already too much of that going on. So, yeah, I think that's what my Bible would look like. It'd be weird. It'd be messy. There'd be pages in it that are too big for the book. It'd be sticking out and kind of odd-shaped. But I think that's the way it should be. And that's interesting, Janice. I never thought that we're still writing the Bible. That's so fucking cool. Yeah. That's a very interesting way to look at it. And uh, people have tried to add books onto the end of the Bible, and the Christian's like, no, 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 no. Not in my house. It ends at Revelation. But it's like, if... If the whole point of the thing is to give people good news or to mm-hmm. teach them something about God, just listening to your list, yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah, I want to see these things. And like yeah. this, this makes me understand something more. It's moving. Like it shouldn't be the static thing. Like it's like, oh, I, I can understand a little bit more mm. about Josh's God. Like yeah. what, what speaks to him? And not everything that speaks to you is going to speak to me. But it doesn't have to. Will. Yeah. 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 There's there's this saying that we, we brought up a lot on the podcast is that rabbis in, in, in the Jewish synagogue like love to sit around and argue. And that's like the thing they do. And I'm, I'm saying this not as a person who knows anything about Jewish culture, but this is what I've heard from another rabbi in an article. And there's a saying, and I don't know how to say it in, in Hebrew, but it's basically like if Jesus were to show up in the middle of that argument and give them the answer, they don't want it. They don't want the answer. They don't want Jesus there. They want the conversation. And so to what you said, yeah, I don't have to agree with everything you do. You don't have to agree with everything I do or that I'm interested in. That's fine. Like, Josh, I don't want to talk about this. That's completely fine. But the conversation, the openness to just conversing with someone and like, like we're not sitting across from each other, but like looking at someone when you're talking to them, like it's, it's a whole thing. And I think there's, if there is spirit, I think that's the connection. That's yeah. why like having meals with someone or going out with someone is so special uh, uh, compared to just texting or calling or uh, like FaceTiming is great, but also like meeting someone face to face. There's some spiritual connection. So Josh, maybe that's it. Like maybe spirit can only happen like in community. Mm, Hey, let's start it. Let's 
Okay, we're just gonna get a building. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's we're gonna, it. We're gonna meet on Sundays. <laughs> it's not a church. It's definitely not a church. Yeah, I, I, I think there is something to that. Uh, if we're looking at the, the Acts twenty nine church, <laughs> that's what they did basically. It was just community, and then we took it to be like, nope, it means like we have to start a church planning community called Acts twenty nine, and it has to look like this. Like, no. Like it literally says they paid for each other's bills. What's that yeah. nowadays? That's Venmo. That's Cash App. That's like helping your friends out. Just go fund me. That's yes. the world's biggest church right now. There, there's so many people out there who need our money and who need our attention and time. And that's and, and they, there's needs that need to be fulfilled, which is not going to be accomplished by another Bible Belt pastor being on a mission to another liberal city. Like right. that's not going to fix the quote unquote ills of that city. You got to... And I'm speaking as someone who went to other countries and felt I was doing God's work by shittily painting a building while the, like the painters from that city were like watching me take their money. <laughs> like I, I, I very, very uh, have a lot of thoughts about that, but yeah, like the people who have needs now, right? like they, they just help them. Just, just be a decent person, which is hard for a lot of church people. It's hard for me to do a lot of the times too, but um, when, like you said, when spiritual warfare is go constantly going on, I don't have time to give to your Venmo. It's damn near impossible with all these demons running around. <laughs> I, I can't type in your cash app, man. There's a demon fighting you right now. I gotta, like, calm, calm down, dude. Calm down. It's not a demon. You just have indigestion because you eat horribly, dude. Every Acid reflux is not a demon, okay? And if it is, that demon is vanquished with Tums. That's a weak-ass demon, dude. You better get some better demons in your life. If your demon can be defeated by Pepto-Bismol, <laughs> you better step up your game. You ain't offending demons enough. You're not a good enough Christian, dude. Yeah, if the devil isn't worried when your feet hit the floor in the morning, then, you know, oh, what are God, you even doing? Oh, God, I hate doing? that so much. The devil's, like, constantly screaming as, like, the sun rises on various on various time zones. The, de the devil's basically screaming all the time because, oh, God damn it, I want to do something else, but another Christian, no! And somehow somehow there's still a war going on. Isn't the devil defeated by us just waking up? There's so many loopholes in this war. And also, like, honestly, if I was the devil, I would be so bored of humanity already. Like, we're not yeah. that complicated. What, what have we, what can we do? What have we done that the devil has not seen a thousand times a year? for however many thousand years like yeah i don't know i mean the, the thought of a devil is, is great because it like gave way to a lot of horror stuff and horror video games and horror literature i'm like great cool there's a a big bad guy um but when it comes to my life like the only devil i think right now is like uh like there's no child care for my kids right now because the child care that's my devil i have to pick them up at two o'clock every day and keep them for three more hours while i try to work and if you've ever had a seven and five year old in a house uh and you tell them to sit down that's the devil is like my my inability to control my children um and them eating all my food uh, that's that uh, that's that, that latchkey demon that's what that is yeah that, those are my, my my children are definitely the the children that the entire neighborhood knows because noah would just run out like it was so cute he ran out side story i'm a, I, I, i'm a dad uh so there's a really bad rainstorm down here and we couldn't find our son noah like like where'd he go look in the, he's not in the house he's not in the side yard i go out in the front yard we have like a little awning in our front yard so i wasn't getting wet and i looked down the street and noah has an umbrella with his rain boots on in his little like underwear just walking down the street because he wanted to walk in the rain everyone can see my little son walking in the street in his underwear with his umbrella like you are so innocent and naive i wish i could be like you 
but yeah, definitely latchkey kids just running the neighborhood. <laughs> oh, but that's no. You're a good dad because I'm glad he has feels the freedom and safety to do that. Noah, Noah feels too much freedom and safety. <laughs> uh, if you if you are to ever visit our house, and if you're ever in South Florida, hit me up. Um, if you're ever if you ever enter my house, my son will be the first person to greet you. Who will hug you, and he'll uh, if you happen to stub your toe or get he will take care of you. Are you okay? How's your boo boo? He'll check on you all the time. He's uh, he has my wife's heart. He is so kind hearted um, and loving. And so yeah, I hope I hope he never experiences church trauma because I don't want that light to go out because they'll 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 train him to be more masculine. Uh, because for some reason, being in touch with their feelings is not masculine. That's what I was told. I don't want them to change. And that's kind of like what I hope to do as a parent is to keep them away from that stuff. Give them some good stories from the Bible, mm-hmm. but keep them away from like, oh, you have to be, this is the narrative I'm giving you. Like, no, dude, that's what I went through. And I'm 35 trying to feel like feelings for the first time. Yeah. It's, it's horrible. Because <laughs> like every feeling makes me cry. I don't know if they're all supposed to do that, but like <laughs> happiness and and joy and good food and like i cry at every movie now like is this normal or am i just like paying the debt that i owe to my emotions <laughs> just catching up yeah. yeah yeah i think it's what it is no enjoy it let it let it be i'm i am trying i am trying it's that that actually is a gift too because you well, can't well, yeah tell that to the people on the airplane ride back from a seattle when i was listening to a song my buddy wrote and i was openly crying <laughs> I was trying to hide my tears with my mask, but my mask wasn't big enough. I'm like, dude, I, they have no context for me, like, happy crying on this plane right now. I guess it's not my daughter turned around. Daddy, are you okay? Like, yeah, this is a good song. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Everyone around me must think I have mental issues. And I'm going back to Florida, so I'm definitely a Florida man. <laughs> I'm putting all the stereotypes. Oh, no, that's yeah, beautiful. Times. You, you keep crying. I'll that's, tell them Janice said so. That's what your body needs. Let your body do it. But... Josh, I can't, I could keep you all day, but I won't. So as we finish up, Josh, tell me something new. Tell me something good. Um, something new, something new, something good, something new. I, yeah, that's a really good question. Something new. Well, I mean, this is another thing that I'm into, which is whatever. I'm into uh, wrestling a lot, like pro wrestling. Uh, last night they had a really big, there's a rumor going around. This one guy was going to come back for a long time in this new company, which this new company is super inclusive, takes care of the wrestlers. It's very different. And he came back and I about jumped through the ceiling. Uh, I was FaceTiming one of my buddies in Portland and my buddy Chris was over and I just lost my damn mind. Uh, if you guys are familiar with wrestling, his name is CM Punk. He came back and I was just ecstatic. So that was new. Uh, and, um, I don't know. I don't know if I have a lot of new stuff going on. My life is, I feel like in a pretty good routine now. I mean, school started back up, so that's kind of new. Dealing with parents who apparently forgot how to drive during the summer and don't know how to get in car line. God bless America. Oh, uh, in car line, there was a parent who had uh, written in car, whatever, like the car ink or the car markers, all about how vaccines were horrible. And she should be the only person to tell her kid what to like, why are you doing this? Like, we all see your van. Your kid has to get out of your van. Stop. Super embarrassing. Um, and what else? Not much. I'm trying some new recipes. I like cooking a lot. Uh, I, uh, I wanted to make fried, like, chicken strips. And I didn't want to give money to Chick-fil-A. So I'm like, how, I'm going to make them at home. I didn't have any breading. What I did have was potato chips. 
So I crunch up a bunch of Lay's, and then I uh, dip the chicken strips, the chicken breast that I cut into strips, into the egg, and then into flour mixed with the uh, the chips. Turned out super good. And then I'm like, what other chips should I use? So I bought a bunch of cheese puffs. Oh my god, Janice! Really? Oh my god! It was the most gluttonous food I've ever eaten. It was so good. And, and uh, the chicken strips are so small that it doesn't take a lot of time to fry in the peanut oil because you don't want to burn the chips. But holy hell, dude, it was so good, and I felt so bad after eating it, which you know it's a, it's a good meal. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's about it. Uh, I, I, yeah, I don't have much else going on. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I guess what's new is in the deconstruction world is trying to think about how Adrian and I use our platform and how... Do we need to change things? Do we need to add things? Because I feel like him and I have gotten a really good groove and it's fun and we can do kind of whatever the hell we want, which makes it fun. Mm -hmm. But also I think we got to a point now where we have to be aware of the responsibility we've been given with all this bullshit that we just started and didn't know anyone was listening to. So mm -hmm. thinking through different ways and how we can kind of decenter like the very white discussions, the very, uh, cishet discussions and really provide spaces and really amplify people who don't occupy those spaces one because that's just the direction the world's going in and two because there are some people who are much smarter than us out there who have much more diverse experiences than us uh so yeah that's been really interesting to talk th with adrian about and then see where the decon space is going like and i don't want to say it like that because it makes it seem like there's some organization to the deconstruction <laughs> space it's like basically an amorphous blob um with no head and no idea where it's going but it's expanding i guess yeah is uh the amount of dms and emails we get um are amazing are are insanely sad uh and just we have people <laughs> in our emails coming out to us because they can't come out to their parents or their friends. I'm like, what? Why? Yeah. We have people emailing. We, we had a mom DM us and she's like, hey, I found out my kid listens to your podcast and I don't agree with anything you guys say, but I want to know where I should start so I could better understand my kid. I'm like, well, you're way further ahead than my parents were or Adrian's parents. And so good on you. Here are some resources. And so it's been really interesting to see this space expand and expand and expand. And I don't ever want it to be exclusive. Yeah. I don't want it to be, hey, you joined our club, Janice. Now you must dress like this, or now you must read, or now we all must fight this thing together. Right. Um, so yeah, it's just making sure old habits don't kind of appear and pop up. So, which is always kind of tricky. Cause I mean, I did this thing for 30 years. I did church for 30 yeah. years. It's kind of like in my blood now, unfortunately. But yeah. yeah, those are a couple of new things happening. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's such a, it's such a tricky time right now. Like, and it's yeah. such a tricky, tricky space. And I don't, I don't know where it's going. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, but I do know by kind of coming into it, like, like we had all the cis het white guys yeah. at the forefront and they're kind of still there. Mm -hmm. And I think to a certain point we almost kind of needed that because those were the voices we were used to hearing for so mm -hmm. long. Yeah. Like we almost needed, needed that to like give validation to what we were doing. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. I don't know that I would have gotten wherever I am as fast as I did. 
if there weren't kind of white guys in the front mm. to kind of pick up pick up where Carl Lentz left off. Yeah. Like to because we're so used to listening to that. It's like, oh, okay, if they're doing it, it must be fine. Mm. And now now it's kind of like flipping and it's like, okay, you guys, you did it. And now you got to get out of the way. Yeah. Because, you know, the rest of this train is, is moving. But we all we all have kind of the same danger because we all drank the same poison for yeah. all of those years. And so it's, yeah, how do we create a space we've never seen before? Yeah, that's that's kind of like the the beauty and fear of it. Um, but, but I, I, I'm a firm believer in you can hate an issue. You can't hate a person, right? So you can hate, uh, the, the gay community and what they're trying to do, but you go meet a queer person and try to hate that person. I don't think you can, right? unless if you do, then you have no soul. Um, so in the same breath, like, yeah, I'm afraid of this space, but I, but once I'm in it, I can't hate it cause I'm just doing it. Yeah. Um, and to your point, yeah, like the first book I read was Rob Bell, What is the Bible? He was like sort of a pastor to me when I came into the deconstruction space. Yeah. And I think very much DRCK fits the niche of like, hey, we're not good at this. We're, we're just taking machetes and we were just, we're going to cut paths wherever. And you can choose to follow us and you could choose to go to the complete opposite direction. Uh, right. We're just here offering our experiences. But at the same time, like we, like we have to be careful of like, we are the only people talking now. Everyone else, shut up. Um, or being like, hey, this is the way you need to do it. So I think, I mean, from people I talk to, and maybe I'm just biased based on, on, on the friends I've made and, and contacts I've made, but I see there's a big push for bringing more trans people into light and, 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 and amplifying their voices, bringing more women of color um, and, and bringing more marginalized groups into, into the forefront. Because what, in less than 20 years, the United States is going to have a huge flip where now white people are the minority. That's going to be fun. Oh, I can't wait for that election year. That's going to be a shit show. Hopefully I'll be gone by then. I won't be in America. I'm at, I asked my wife, how, how easy is it for me to get a Canadian residency, dude? Because I want that, that easy access to weed. I want poutine, which if you haven't, if you haven't heard about it, look it up. And I'll deal with Canadian bacon, which is legit just ham. Um, but I don't want to be in America. Uh, because we can't handle a regular election and half our, not half, but a lot of our population thinks it was faked. And a lot of people happen to live in my neighborhood, which is great. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, there's TikTok had opened my eyes to a lot of different people, a lot of different conversations and a lot of issues they deal with specifically around, uh, uh, trans issues. Yeah. And, And like those voices are so important. Um, and, and, and those, experiences are so valid and, and beautiful and sad even like how they were treated by the church like a system that i operated in like is fucking ridiculous yeah um so yeah it's gonna be interesting to see what this space turns into i uh i am a person admittedly who likes to see chaos like when joshua harris is, joshua harris releases this thing like here's here's how to deconstruct perfectly like oh god this is gonna be great i am so excited for this and just to watch the fallout from that like, oh, this has been really fun to watch. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. There's going to be more of that. There's going to be an ebb and a flow. Life is always weird. And yeah. there's always going to be stuff to talk about. So in that aspect, I'm sure yourself, uh, us, a DRCK, all of our friends will always have something to say. Um, it'll be fun. Uh, and I, I think if at the end of the day we can ag- agree to disagree, 
which is an easy thing to say, harder thing to do. And my, and it definitely comes from my white privilege because you could agree to disagree with me. But if a woman says we have to agree to disagree, well, you're just being divisive. Now right. you're just, you're just, you're just a loud woman. Like, dude, you, you should, you should never say that to a woman, especially <laughs> a, a Cuban woman or uh, like, uh, like an Arabic woman, like my wife. She's like, you think I'm loud? You don't know loud. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, that's like agree to disagree, something easy to say, but, um, yeah, I just I just don't want it to become another boys club or another church club or just a club for anyone. It's a club for everyone. Yeah. Um, and if you don't want to deconstruct, if you're listening to this podcast and you made it this far, this is a long recording. If you made it this far <laughs> and you're still in the church, good on you, dude. Do it. But do it for the right reasons. Do it because you want to, not because another dude is telling you you have to or you're chasing someone at a church. Don't flirt to convert. That shit never works. Everyone's heart just gets broken. I tried it been there. It's not good. It's not good. And listen, if you, if you don't want to deconstruct and you've gotten this far, I hate to break it to you, but you are deconstructing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to tell anyone else. It can be between me, Janice, and you. You're deconstructing, dude. You're, you don't know it yet, but you're going to be on a podcast. You're like, well, listen, a few years ago, and I didn't know what was happening. But There's a seven-hour podcast between this guy who couldn't <laughs> shut up and this really sweet woman, and then I realized I was con- deconstructing. So that's how I ended up here. I thought it was a demon, but no, it turned out <laughs> I it, was it was just me. That's the title of this podcast. I thought it was a demon. I thought it was a demon. Oh my gosh. A demon for everything. <laughs> oh. the, the yoga is the best. That's my takeaway from this <laughs> yoga. Oh my gosh. I need to go back and read those now just out of morbid curiosity of how he demonized yeah. yoga. He did. And it's so crazy. Like I couldn't finish it again. This oh no, time, but I'm hell like, no. Are people, are people, people can't still be reading this right. Cause I mean, I remember reading and, and thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. This seems like a appropriate villain. Sure. Yes. But I'm like people in 2021, nobody's, nobody, you can't take that seriously. Right. I want to find Frank Peretti's address and then like, and then, then do like a yoga retreat around him just to send him an invite for the yoga retreat, just to watch his face <laughs> explode when he opens his mail. Like the, they're here. <laughs> the demons from my work have arrived at my doorstep. Uh, that's such an odd take. Good on you, Frank Peretti. You're hating on yoga, some bullshit that doesn't matter. Good on you. That, that's sol- solving any of the world's problems. Thank you. Not not a one. And I would bet, I would bet good money that Frank Peretti probably practices yoga at this point. He's, sure. I'm sure he's dabbled. He's he's definitely dabbled. Yeah. Like, and if not him, somebody in his family. Like, I bet he... He's, he's got to be ashamed of those books at this yeah. point. Like, well, I mean, I mean, maybe he still holds a stance on, on yoga, like hating yoga. And he just, he, he calls those early morning yoga sessions when he's stumbling and he goes back in prayer and asks for forgiveness, but he can't get enough of yoga. It's so tempting. Right. But it's not, no, it's not that it's, it's Christian yoga. Like it's not. Oh my God. Oh God. Don't do that. <laughs> it's not that kind. No, like now I just have like a bunch of like mental pictures, like shitty VHS. We're doing yoga for Jesus. We're stretching for the spirit. Okay. <laughs> What's the Christian equivalent of Richard Simmons? We need to find out who that guy is. And Ooh. that, that, that would be who's leading the Christian yoga or Richard it's Simmons. Definitely, it's definitely happening. Yeah, for, like sure. There, for sure. There has to be some weird transformation of, of a secular thing into a Christian thing. God died for my space in heaven. Okay. <laughs> fuck off. Don't let Tom be in your top five friends. Let Jesus be in your top five friends. For those of you who remember MySpace, that's how we all learned how to HTML code. 
my page was my ta- my page was killing and it had a really cool song when you logged on you had to listen to it so much dating oh messages. my space yeah dude it morphed into That's- facebook which just morphed into a place for my parents to be indoctrinated by the extreme far right what the <laughs> fuck happened there what timeline are we living in i don't even know i want don't out know. let's go to canada let's do it or new zealand <laughs> that place seems like mythical new zealand seems to have it together although they did export brian houston and that lot so but i mean every everything has kind of like their their sores and 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 scabs right i can forgive you if you just let me come live in your country and get me away from this i will forgive all your ills and then they didn't they, didn't they, they produce the um oh shoot uh there's a comedy trio oh uh, um, duo sorry jermaine and uh um, of the concord yeah, they made that right i could also yeah. be confusing with africa because my geography uh, africa my god Australia, all the A's, everything's the same. Azerbaijan, Argentina, Africa, Australia. I don't know the difference. They all start with A. I'm a dumb American. Good Lord. No, I get Australia and New Zealand confused a lot. Um, but uh, I think Australia produced Auntie Donna, which is a great sketch uh, uh, trio. Um, Australia has a lot of, they have a lot of great comments. But yeah, let's go to New Zealand. Let's go to that side of the world and just try it out. Why not? I'm done with America. I don't want to hear Trump anymore. <laughs> I don't want to hear how he's going to come back and be a president again for the nth time. Oh, whatever. Oh my gosh. It's, it's all spiritual warfare. It is. The far left <laughs> is trying to keep Trump out of office. He's a demon. He's a demon. That's why we're trying to keep him out. Only only demons can have a booty that big. That guy has a chunk in his trunk, dude. That is not of God. <laughs> that is demonically possessed booty. <laughs> he is he is multiple demons. He oh, is he's legion. He's a lot of demons. Oh yes, he is. That's a good yeah, he is legion. Yes. He is legion. I agree. I concur. <laughs> and on that note, yes. Josh Link, I will let you go. Well, I mean, uh, you can let me go and I can just be stubborn and say no. Because I told my kids that when I'm in my room, you can't bother me. They haven't bothered me once, okay? Let's just keep talking for about five more hours until I drop them off at my mother-in-law's house. Please, I don't want them to come in this room. I need this. (laughs) No, thank you for having me on. Um, Like I said before, uh, really appreciate your perspective. And not only that, not just a story you told on DRCK, but what, what you what you continue to do with your with your platform and seeing you connect with other people in the decon space and create content just makes my heart so happy. One thing we want to do, like I said, with DRCK is not only like talk about bullshit or whatever, but like the people we have on, we want our people to support. We want our bad apples or whatever we call them to really just buy into what you're selling and so many people have reached out to us and with your episode in particular just really appreciated your story and what you're able to share so yeah thank you for having me on like it's a real pleasure and an honor to to be in your studio with you thank you for coming on and i'm gonna have you come back because i still want to talk about death with you oh oh my god okay yeah let's do that um i i uh, i I listen to a lot of bands that my mom thinks sound like death and I have done a lot of like weird reading into it. It's very fascinating. Yeah. Am I, am I just gonna be like the death and demons guy? Is that what I am to you, Janice? Are you pigeonholed me? Maybe, but just so weird. Cause like, I mean, you're, well, no, it's not weird because humor, so much of it is just really dark. Like oh, now, now I'm sad. Don't be sad. Like you're hilarious. You're hilarious the same way I'm hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Deeply traumatized people. Yes, yes, and uh, <laughs> what's that thing about comedians being like the sad clown that's that's my identity now 
I laugh to mask my pain. That, that should be the last thing I say on this episode to end on a really <laughs> shitty note. Thank you for listening. I laugh to mask my pain. Talk to you later. <laughs> and that is that for now. Just kidding. No, you'll be back for death or whatever. You can choose. You next can choose. one. Next one. Let me know ahead of time. I will. I will make sure I am COVID uh, clear. I'm, I am vaccinated. I will get a COVID test and I will come to New York and we'll do it face to face. I am saying Ooh. it now. I'm putting it in the, in the universe. I want to chop cheese. I want to get out of South Florida. I want to go back to New York. I've only been there a couple of times. Absolutely. And I've been there a couple of times with people I don't like anymore. So I need to redeem those memories. So that's all on you, Janice. The responsibility is <laughs> on your shoulders. I got you. Let's go. Let's go. And that is that for real for now. I've been doing a pretty good job of being ahead of schedule this season, recording in advance and then releasing the episodes whenever it feels right. So it is wild to me that Josh and I were talking about a bad book, and now here I am on the verge of the bad book club. And he referenced a team effort spoof I made a little while back with some other deconstructionists, and this very weekend, I'm releasing a bigger, sketchier, spoofier thing that may or may not involve him. I don't know guess you'll have to wait and see so on sunday november 7th at 1 p.m eastern time join me on youtube for a special presentation called hot for this house or if you're listening to this after november 7th go check it out and if at any time now or in the future you want to find my friend josh so it's josh link either way on twitter and instagram but there's an underscore in front of one of them and there's an underscore at the back of one of them I mean, if you really want to find me that bad, you can figure out which one's which. If you want to find out anything about Dirty Rotten Church Kids, we're everywhere. But if you just go to DirtyRottenChurchKids.com, you'll find the link to our Patreon, our merch that our buddy uh, Kurt in South Africa does for us. And it's amazing. Our Instagram, our Twitter, our TikTok, our email, everything. It's too much. It's never too much, Josh. And thank you for all of it. And I have got a lot of editing to do, so I'm going to go. The next episode will be chapter one of the Bad Book Club, a little Costco sample, if you will. But access to the whole enchilada will be a Patreon thing, so go get signed up. Anyway, I am Janice Legata, and this has been another episode of God Has Not Given. Thank you for joining me. If this has meant anything to you, sparked anything for you, or was just a general good time, hey, let the people know. Please rate and review this podcast on Apple. Uh, ask about me at God Has Not Given on the Gram. If you would like to support this podcast, support me as a person, Patreon, Venmo, and Cash Map. Or Cash Map? Cool. Also, Cash App. Available options. So, hit the show notes for all the links. Take care of you. Be well. And I will talk to you soon. I am an E. I am an E-X. I am an E-X-P-A-N-G-E-L-I-C-E.